All right, welcome back into the Plank Show on the road. Hour three always starts with the top five stories of the day. We'll get to them coming up here in just a bit. But we are at a great event. We are at the annual uh, Randy LaFoon Memorial Golf Tournament for the Randy LaFoon Memorial Scholarship. You can learn more at OklahomaCeltic.com. Com. I think I said .org earlier. Many apologies. OklahomaCeltic.com or just simply Google Oklahoma Celtic. Uh, there's all kinds of information there on how you can be involved in the next year's event. They've got raffle tickets you can come out and purchase to win on some of these uh, items that they have, silent auction on a few items too. Um, but you can be a corporate sponsor for the event. You can be involved in it. Uh, but just – it really helps to give back to something that was important to Randy, and that was uh, his involvement in local soccer, the local soccer community, NYSA. It's it's a big deal. So uh, check it out, OklahomaCeltic.com, as we remember Randy on a day like today. Before I get to the top five stories of the day, can mm-hmm. I um can I can I roll through some of these texts real quick because I think they're all fantastic. Yes, you ready? Absolutely. Okay. Um, here we go. 405-651-3439. That's the best way to get in touch with the program. Um, Sugar Shane writes, the spring game is the spring game. It's nothing more than another practice with a game time feel to it. You make decisions for who is ready to start in the fall. It was good to see progress and depth on defense. But, guys, we have an entire summer and fall before we see real progress from last year. Well, I, I would argue... I would argue, Josh, we have an entire summer and fall and then three games. Yes, correct. Because no no one – well, I, I don't want to say nobody, but most most people are probably going to have that patience to say, all right, let's wait till after game three or game four or game five. That's just going to be the reality of it. It's going to be the reality of it. Meanwhile, uh, Arnold Spanier would say the show is today. Yeah, but we also have like um, how many days until kickoff? Well over, still at like a what one oh six something like that. Yeah, no, we're good. Um, we're good. We, we we got plenty of shows before before a kickoff. I've never rooted harder for a team than I'm rooting for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I just want to make that very clear. I'll take an zero and seventeen Raiders season if the Cavaliers can come no, back in this series. No, you wouldn't. But that's, that's yeah, fun. that'd give me Caleb Williams next year. I absolutely would, and hopefully get Josh McDaniels fired. Um, but mainly, I wanted to get to the text line for this because I wanted to get, I wanted to get your take on this, Josh, from seeing it firsthand. My number one take of the spring writes the four hundred five: the incredible increase in speed on the defensive side of the ball. Did you feel that on Saturday? Speed, instinctiveness, Speed. all instinctiveness. of it. Yeah, I, I mean size, everything. They just yes, they look in. They look improved. No, no doubt. It's just it's tough to gauge how much was that Oklahoma's offensive line taking a little bit of a step back or not being where it needs to be just yet, and how much of it is just flat out. Yeah, this defense is starting to turn a corner. I would say it's probably a lot, a bit of both. A lot of bit of both. What a great way to phrase it. All right, um, more to come at the bottom of the hour, but listen, we have work to do here on the Plank Show. It is time for the top five stories of the day, and as always, it's brought to you by Newcastle Casino. 
It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Best reels in the metro. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6. Conveniently located, I-44, exit 107, newcastlecasino.com. All right, you ready? Big story number five. Number five. So we are monitoring the Oklahoma men's golf team in the 2023 Big 12 Men's Golf Championship, which is at Prairie Dunes Country Club in Hutchinson, Kansas. The Sooners um, won uh, through 10 and 14. They and Texas Tech have played the most holes. OU is four under to start the round, a four-shot lead over Texas. Let's see here. How is... Who's leading the way? Why? Where's my individual scoring at? There you go. Player leaderboard. All right. Uh, Drew Goodman is two under through 13. He leads the way. Uh, Jace Summy and Ben Lorenz are at one under. And Patrick Welch is at even par. So the Sooners putting up some solid red numbers to get things started. Let's say the rest of the field is struggling just a bit, Josh. I think I see what? Matthew Cummings from Texas Tech is seven over through thirteen. So, with the wind that I'm sure they're getting up at Prairie Dunes right now, which is probably typical to what we're getting in gusts here in in Norman, looks like the Sooners are off to a good start. And it seems as if weather is going to play a major issue in this tournament over the next few days. How about the start for Drew Goodman though? He and Christian Moss knotted up at two under, leading the individual battle. Love it. Yeah, that's great to see. Not not shocking that uh, he would be in that position. He's incredibly, incredibly talented. And this is right about the time, historically, this last, what, decade or so, mm-hmm. under Coach Hibble, that uh, this group just finds a way to shift its focus and shift into its best golf of the season. So let's hope that that's exactly what's happening right now. All right. Um, we'll keep tabs on it. It'll be fun to follow over the next few days. But OU off to a great start all right big story number four number four so i have i i'm learning a lot right about rules and things of that nature that seem to consistently change in the nba but i thought you lost the basketball whenever you called a timeout and you didn't have one this happened in the Golden State Warriors game last night. The technical foul was called, but then they got the basketball back. Did I say football? Basketball. Warriors still won the game. An absolutely perfect look late to potentially win it for Harrison Barnes comes up short. But in the Warriors-Kings series, they are knotted up at two games apiece. And guess who was falling on the sword afterwards? Not a player. No, no, no. Steve Kerr blaming himself for the screw-up when Steph Curry called a timeout that the Golden State Warriors just didn't have. 100% my, my fault. I knew we didn't have any timeouts left. Uh, we took the challenge, and when we, the challenge was unsuccessful um, as we were exiting the, the huddle, that's on me. I gotta, I've got to remind the guys we're, we're out of timeouts. I didn't say that, and so Steph wasn't aware. So that's that's on me for um, not making that clear. 
Uh, so that series is even at two apiece. The, the Knicks are up three games to one on the verge of moving on. Brunson doubles, bounce pass, hard to Barrett, waiting, left wing three. In and out, Hart the rebound, pitching it out. Brunson fires the three, nails it from straight on. So the Knicks are up three games to one as they, I guess it's fair to say, they, they kind of roll late over the Cleveland Cavaliers. That series has a chance to wrap up tomorrow night. Knicks win at 102-93. We mentioned the Warriors win over the Kings 126-125. That's 2-2. Celtics are up three games to one now on the Hawks. Their series with the Sixers will get underway Saturday if they wrap up this series tomorrow. Celtics win at 129-121. And did you happen, or was I the only guy that stayed up late to watch the T-Wolves and the Nuggets last night? I, I was also working, so that helps. But did you catch the end of that game? I, I caught the end of it. I was okay. likewise taping uh, Locked On Sooners, so I, I, I caught the end of it, too. I, I'm shocked that, shocked that they won a game. Me, too. Timberwolves win to force a game five. But it also took a 12-0 run by the Nuggets over the final minute to force the overtime, but the Timberwolves win it. So here's your NBA schedule for tonight. You've got a doubleheader, Bucks Heat at 6.30. No news on Giannis and his availability. Then at 9 o'clock tonight, the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Uh, here was here was Dylan Brooks defending himself. I'm playing basketball, basketball player. So if I intended, and that's whatever is in the fragment two category of having a fragment two, and we think I did that, that means you think I'm that type of person. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we absolutely do, Dylan. Good, good analysis because you haven't shown that you're not. I don't know if it was a cheap shot. I felt like he was trying to go for the ball, but oh, I your rep you not. You, you thought it was a cheap shot? Absolutely, 1,000%. <laughs> like I said, I'm not here to de- defend the guy. Um, but hilarious. I still, am I a terrible person if, honestly, from a Dylan Brooks perspective, I hadn't really heard anything about him until suddenly he started wearing goofy outfits to the games? Does that make me a bad person? Like, literally, Josh. No clue how things were going for him or that he was having a decent NBA career after Oregon until he started wearing, like, stone-cold Steve Austin vests this year. Yeah, well, this has been uh, this has been my uh, welcoming party for one Brooks is just him <laughs> being this guy throughout these playoffs, which good for him. I guess uh, for in, him. in some way it's a shine-up. All right, um, big story number three. Which, by the way, just one one more quick note on the, the Warriors-Kings. Am I the only one that feels like the series was lost for Sacramento when Harrison Barnes' shot didn't fall? Yeah, me too. Um, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of feeling the same way. I think that that was a uh, that was the end, unfortunately for for Sacramento. But they go back home. Golden State's been terrible on the road. And there's also this part of me that says, well, you know, Sacramento didn't play all that well, and Golden State had all that hype. Sacramento still had a shot to win the game at the end. I would love to see the Warriors lose, but I just, I'm kind of like you. I feel like they missed their opportunity um, this week all right, on uh, on Sunday afternoon. All right, hey, speaking of this week, big story number three. Number three. All right, you ready for a headline that I feel like we've heard a thousand times? Yeah. The uh, Jets and Packers are close to a deal. Oh, no. <laughs> Not again. 
in fact, this this is from who is this? Albert Breer, who posted, "quote I think the Aaron Rodgers will a uh, deal will get done this week, probably Thursday." As we've said before, this thing has been too close to being done, and there's too much on the line for everyone involved for it not to happen. And while there is breathing room to take the negotiation all the way into Friday night, my guess is Aaron Rodgers will be a Jet before then. Does that mean come draft day, Josh, we'll finally have some finality to it and we can quit seeing the Aaron Rodgers quote from March 15th? Is that what this means? It sounds like it, yeah. And I would say deadlines spur action, famous uh, Plank Show quote. That's right. And probably Green Bay is going to be picking 13th and 15th in this first round, right? Ooh, so you think they'll get the first-round pick this year? Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to get it. Ooh, okay. See, I think they'll get the second-round pick this year and a conditional first next year. Um, But, again, we'll see. I'm not sold that it's getting done this week. I just want to. I want to go ahead and put my name in that hopper. I don't think the deal gets done before the draft, and if anything, I think it will then be fascinating to see, you know, how long they wait. How long can the Jets wait if it doesn't get done? Right? Do they suddenly end up in the Lamar Jackson conversation? Are they talking with the Titans about Tannehill, or do they? I mean, listen. I don't know if Zach Wilson is all that much worse than Trey Lance because. We haven't seen Trey Lance, and if the Niners are ready to move on from Trey Lance, how truly bad is he <laughs> if, if they're ready to punt on him after giving up all that draft capital to move on from him? That's one of those moves that just, as it's rumored, doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I feel on the sooner side of things, really good still about Anton Harrison, if not slipping into the bottom half of the first round, then definitely being one of the first picks of the second round. And, Josh, if we're in a sooner kind of mindset, man, it looks like Marvin Mims is starting to shoot up some of these second- and third-day projections. I saw him in the middle of the second round in a mock draft I was looking at. Now, again, uh, mock drafts that are one-round mock drafts are bad enough. You start adding second- and third round, it's even worse. But it looks like he could be maybe the fourth receiver off the board. Yeah, what's your what's your feel on it? I would say I'm going to be shocked if he, if he's not early third round, and I think there's a great chance, yes, that he's a second-round pick. Here's where I stand on Marvin Mims. When you think about the, run, uh, the wide receivers in this year's NFL draft, you're talking about a position that is deep, but not necessarily with first-round talent. And Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, when all is said and done, Josh, could be the only wide receiver that goes in the first round. Or he could be one of five. And that's where I'm confused. Because and I'm gonna, this is something I'm trying to actually study and 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 see what kind of I'm I'm talking with Andy Staples today maybe I can get some more from him but you know from Jordan Addison, Jalen Hyatt, Quinton Johnston, um I guess Zay Flowers would be in that mix too along with Smith and Jigba is there a run that happens on these receivers in the first round where 
teams that need a receiver in the middle or the bottom half of the first round say, I can't wait until the second round. I don't want to risk not getting Hyatt or Flowers. Or are there teams that say, yeah, I'm going to get my linebacker, I'm going to get my edge rusher, I'm going to get my corner, I'll worry about the second round, and if I have to get Marvin Mims or if I have to get a a, a Josh Downs out of North Carolina or a Cedric Tillman, I'm, I'm fine with it. So that's that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out because, yeah, there is a really good chance that if that run of receivers doesn't happen in the first round of the draft, Josh, then you might be looking more at a third round for Marvin Mims. What are the odds that there's not a wide receiver taken in the first round of the draft? I still think that's a very good chance. I still think that's a very good chance. But I just I think Jackson Smith and Jigba, there's too many receiver needy teams that he would fit perfectly with, like your Chiefs. Um like the Packers, maybe even. I don't know though. There's a part of me that thinks for the Chiefs, and you tell me kind of how you feel about it. I kind of think that I kind of think Zay Flowers might be a little bit more. He's a little smaller, a little faster. But we'll see as far as the Chiefs are concerned. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, nobody had him taking the kid out of Purdue last year. And then, you know, they go out and get him. So I don't, I don't know what to make of your Chiefs right now as far as what they're going to do. I see projections of Quinton Johnston to the Chiefs. And I don't yeah. know, does that seem to fit the profile of what they're looking for? Well, you've got Sky Moore, right? who's uh, mm-hmm. sort of a smaller, fleeter-footed kind of guy. Kind of your Mikol. Yeah, so I would say, yes, they're probably looking more big-bodied wide receiver. All right, so that's five, four, what are we on, three, two. Big story number two. Number two. Yes, it would also if I looked and see how we are. Oh, gosh, we got to hustle. All right, OU Baseball sweeps the weekend from Texas. Uh, we'll update those Big 12 standings, which, again, no one's running away with that league. Um, speaking of teams running away with a league, how about the Sooners sweeping Baylor this weekend, not allowing an earned run or a run, period, all weekend long? Staved off intimidation. Right. They were able to overcome the intimidating Baylor Bears. They're going to play each other again probably in the Big 12 tournament, so that's – that's something to look forward to, but I don't know if you caught this or not, but Oklahoma State got swept by Texas, which means both Oklahoma State and Texas have four conference losses, which means, Josh Helmer, regardless of what happens Tuesday and Wednesday, if we get to play, weather permitting, in Wichita and Tulsa, regardless of what happens on Tuesday and Wednesday, the Sooners can clinch an outright Big 12 championship at home this Sunday and go into the final series in Stillwater with absolutely nothing on the line as far as a championship is concerned. How about that? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> hey, how was the crowd down there? It looked like watching uh, watching the broadcast that it was like a complete Sooner takeover. It was really good. It was really good. Um, Saturday specifically. I mean, I, I don't know if the, the Baylor fans didn't get the memo, um, but Saturday was really all Sooner fans. Uh, Friday was was a decent Baylor showing, but yeah, I mean they. <laughs> I don't think they have ticket takers, and, and and I don't know. I'll have to ask some of the fans that were there. Like they don't have a gate where when you walk into the stadium, they check your tickets. It's what? literally yeah. I, it, it's when you, you walk, walk in. Yeah, you walk in, and I think they have like Standards. ushers. Yeah, that, that'll be once you get inside the actual concourse of the stadium. At least that's what I noticed. I mean, it, 
You can't just like, walk in, though. Yeah, well, you could be walking around the stadium oh, and man. just walk in. Yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of the vibe that I got. Maybe some would disagree. But I'm not saying that happened, by the way. Suddenly, fans were just filtering in from everywhere. They have security forces there. But, yeah, it was was impressive. I thought, you know, there's one storyline beyond the pitching and beyond the defense that really should excite Sooner fans beyond going 3-0 and seeing how good Straco May and Ball were. Josh, Sid Sanders is starting to heat up. Mm -hmm. And... If she wasn't going this weekend, that team would have been in big trouble. And she got going, and it was awesome to see. So we shall see about Tuesday and Wednesday. Someone had texted earlier and asked, hey, if they don't get a chance to play because of weather on Tuesday and Wednesday, would they would they reschedule it? Would they postpone it? Or would it just be canceled? I think likely it would just be canceled. I couldn't see, you know, it – Unless there's a window where either Wichita or Tulsa could come here this week, which I don't think is going to happen, maybe maybe on the Tulsa trip, oh, you might look at next week. I don't think so. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think you would see. Well, let me think about that for a second. Now that decision would have to be made before this weekend. Because I was going to say if they would have already clinched, the Big 12 championship, they might go ahead and see about moving those games to next week. But I just, I can't fathom coach or anyone in that staff wanting to play two midweek games before your final regular season series leading into the postseason. I think rest over repetition would probably be the answer there. But who knows, maybe... Uh, maybe the sky's clear a bit, and we get a chance to play those two games this week in Wichita and, and in Tulsa. But as it stands right now, it's looking pretty, pretty dicey. Big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Man, it's been fun seeing all your reactions to the spring game. We'll hear more from Brent Venables when we come back, as I think everyone came away feeling pretty good about things with the text line we'll hear from bb next right here on the ref a little bite on it the decision to sit outside is now being questioned highly by the judges here this afternoon as we are live from the (laughs) randy lafoon memorial golf tournament with josh helmer i'm chris plank it's the ref at the trails oh i'd still play in this though it's good it's good golfing weather right especially on that front nine get this wind behind you look out look out did you um how did you take in the spring game? How did you immerse yourself in red v. white on cert day, Josh? I was hanging out watching watching the ESPN Plus stream, which was great. Nice. Nice. I uh, I was trying, trying to have it on, but it was – you can't have a game on while you're calling a game. It's incredibly distracting. We yeah. – you just I don't I don't know how anyone would be able to do it and be able to give the game you're calling the respect and attention that it deserves. So I didn't have I had a very unique spring game experience, but it was fun. I also immersed myself in my last trip potentially to Waco. Their um their basketball arena is massive. It is huge. It doesn't even – it looks like an NBA arena that they're building across the street from the uh, from McLean Stadium. 
I, I feel like it's got a chance to be with what they're doing, obviously football wise in Aranda, they gotta bounce back this year, but you start thinking about teams that can maybe go on a bit of a run with Oklahoma and Texas out of this. It I don't think Dave Aranda's going anywhere. I mean, I think I'd put Baylor up there. Glenn Moore's got him cooking pretty well on the softball side. Obviously Scott Drew basketball. Women's hoops is off. They're off a bit, but eh. Loved Waco. Always enjoyed my trips. Even when we stayed in that uh, random hotel that your door opened out to the highway. I loved that place. Coach Stoops loved that place, too, reportedly. They would do their walkthroughs out in the parking lot. It was awesome. The uh, buffet would be down in the lobby. It was cool. When Waco's, have you been down there for the old Chip and Joanna overhaul on Waco? No. No, I have not. It's like a whole new world. It really is. It's like you're going into a big city. And you know it because you can't go anywhere because you're always stuck in traffic. So, anyway, full circle back to the spring game experience. Uh, I was watching in the press box and then turned it off and wake up. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Not even going to try. Baylor had its spring game on Saturday. There were four other Big 12 schools that had their spring game on Saturday. I'll have to to dive in and see what kind of propaganda is coming out of Lubbock. And seemed like people were pretty high on Blake Shapin after Saturday down in Waco but a lot of people hide this morning on a couple of quarterbacks Jackson Arnold getting a lot of love and a cornerback Josiah Wagner being talked about quite a bit but when you think about playmakers for Brent Venables Josh you obviously look on the defensive side of the football Sooners definitely need more playmakers and more large humans Uh, Barry Trammell asked coach about playmakers and what he saw on the defensive side of the football and where is he uh, where does he see it I see him I see it I see it at all three levels you know, potential for playmakers at all three levels. And, uh, you know, really across the board, inside and outside, up front, and at linebacker, you know, uh, Justin and Desan, you know, uh, amongst others uh, as Cheetahs. And I know Justin moves around, Desan moves around as well. You didn't see a lot of it today, but both of them are, those two guys are playmaking dudes. And uh, Justin has just been like this since he's been here, you know, now he knows what to do. He's put on a lot of work in the, in the off season and getting prepared. Uh, he he was exceptional all spring, and uh, you know he's six two and a half. He's two hundred and fifteen pounds, and he runs low four four. And then he's aggressive, and he's such a he's got. If y'all spent some time around him, you would see he's got just an incredible upbeat personality. He's ultra positive, even. When he's getting his butt chewed out, and he takes, uh, you know, responsibility, and he can move on, and uh, I'm really excited to see what he he's going to turn out to be, and uh, and uh, but um, you know, and again, Woody we had a really good strong spring, and we had some guys, um, uh, you know, banged up at corner, but uh, you know, Josiah Wagner, you know, just thinking about the different people uh you know Josiah Wagner for again a freshman he had a I know I said that before a really great spring and you know Key Lawrence and Reggie Pearson and uh you know Peyton Bowen and and obviously uh, Billy Bowman those guys at, at safety you know give us more what a, a defensive secondary should look like you know not uh you know Kendall Dolby and, and Kenai Walker and uh you know McCarty Vickers, some of those guys at corner. Uh, that's been a lot of fun to see those guys get after it. 
and improve. But again, we got a lot of work to do. But I do see, you know, to answer your question, you know, playmakers, you know, opportunity, you know, playmaking, you know, at all three levels. Feel the same way. Kind of interesting that his main focus seemed to be on the secondary, Josh. <laughs> That's where playmakers. Where do you see playmakers? Yeah. You know, mentioned a couple guys and then mentions about every guy in the secondary. Well, those guys played well, man. And, and Bowen was out there and covered nicely, got the pick. It's tough not to go that way, would it not be? No, no, you're exactly right. Boy, they, you can't help but get excited about what that potentially looks like for a guy like uh, Josiah Wagner. Seems like he's been, in some ways, the hit, the hit of camp in a lot of people's eyes. All right, quick break. When we come back, let's hit the best of the text line as we are at the trails today. Oklahoma Celtic, uh, Randall LaFoon Memorial Scholarship Golf Tournament. And you can learn more at OklahomaCeltic.com or you can call the station. We have tons of information for you as well if you want to get involved and uh, be a part of this incredible event. It's Plank Show. Texts are next on The Ref. Is it true? Is Josh out? Is Connor Pasby in running the show? Josh is off to the vet. Josh's cat's name is Dave. I don't Dave? know why it cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, he's got Dave, and Dave the cat needed to get um, needed to have his uh, shots today. So there's many things that take priority over the show. Nothing more in cat. Uh, no, nothing more necessary than cat care, if you will. All right, so let, let's hit some of these texts. 405-651-3439. Obviously, um, obviously, we've got a lot to catch up on. Here, um, this is good. This is good from uh, Broken Arrow Fat Boy. Um, he writes, Chris, you got my butt chewed out because I was listening to the softball game on my earbuds while we were watching the spring game, and evidently I was cheering at the wrong time. All the guys I hung with kept looking at me like I was crazy, and they're mad at me because they couldn't get cold beer in the upper deck. But other than that, it was a great time. I never want to sound negative. (laughs) (laughs) I told people that was my ultimate goal, Was and I don't know how it timed out, but there is a dead time during the spring game, and say Kinsey Hansen hits a home run, and there's this massive, massive fist pump. Like, like fifth, how many people they have? There? Like, like 10,000 people just jump like, yeah, at the same time. Like, oh, you're listening to softball too. I don't know if we ever got that moment or not. But at least B.A. Fat Boy got in trouble from his guy. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, this is from Guy. This is from Guy. Guy writes, anyone that thinks a DG looked bad, and Jackson Arnold looked good, should be permanently banned from the show. But anyway, he overthrew his guy, but you know who threw a beautiful deep ball? Booty. Booty. (laughs) That's right. General Booty. Um, Yeah, I thought, listen, I thought they both looked great. Dylan Gabriel had two bad throws, and that was it. I thought, I mean... Again, I'm going to go rewatch it again tonight. I'm sure I'll have five or six different takes. But I thought Travis hit it on the head when he texted us, Connor, earlier. It's going to help you fit your narrative. If you're pro Jackson Arnold, 
that every little thing that happened was incredible, and even the 60-yard run that got called back shouldn't have been called back because he would have he would have broke that tackle or however you want to put it. Yeah. Um, and, and if you love Dylan Gabriel and you're the other way, you want Jackson to sit, you'll have that way. Just say, oh, yeah, well, you know, two bad throws. That's all he had. And he was throwing into the wind. So, Connor, it's been a fun day today on the text line between those that are ready for Jackson Arnold to start at quarterback tomorrow when the season starts and those who wish Dylan Gabriel wouldn't come back. It's just hilarious to right. me to see this. Spot. Yeah, they, they both look good, but they also both missed some throws throughout the game. But, that that, man, that, that last drive by Jackson Arnold was uh, really good and had that drop in the end zone for the two-point conversion. But, man, for a freshman like that to lead that drive, a game-winning drive at chance for the spring game, it was pretty cool to see uh, both those quarterbacks. Gunny. Dave's not here, man. That's a great old line. Um, here's Okay, this is a good question. Could Patty have tried to play either Wichita State or Tulsa tonight ahead of the rainstorms? Uh, it could have, sure. But, again – you're not diamond sports schedules have to be very fluid with some of these midweek games, right? Because weather can play a part, but you know, you're also at least in all of the scheduling you're planning this weekend up until Friday night at 6 PM. You're planning for a game Saturday and a game Sunday. And then all of a sudden that changes, you know, even though you'd be, Hey, heads up, this may happen. So, could they have? I, I'm sure, but I don't. I don't know if Wichita State or Tulsa would even want that. Wichita State was coming off a what? It was it East Carolina had a pretty big series with this weekend. Tulsa had a big conference series, and sure, it's a big deal to get a sellout crowd in your stadium and play the Sooners. But you're also fighting to make a conference championship, make a postseason. So, I um, I get it. Every, I want to see him play in Wichita, man. I want to stay in in Tulsa. On, on Tuesday night, but I just I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, but and, and it's and it's late in the year. But man, Wichita State so has been Wichita State has been really good. It would be a fun matchup for those two to play. Um, how's uh have you have you talked to your I say girlfriend's sister in law? I, I don't know how the best way to phrase this, but is everything okay? Yeah, they're they're obviously right. a little irritated okay. about how everything went down over the weekend. I caught some games. I knew. Uh, my girlfriend's sister started the last game, I believe. That's right. That's she was right. in. She was in the first inning. Had some. Right. Uh, yeah, got in a Ten little bit of balls. trouble. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah. I, I I shouted you out. I didn't know if you were listening. Thanks, Blake. No, I didn't yeah. catch that. But thanks. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I, I had you, Connor. Thanks. But, and also, you know, in that, I'm like, okay, I know her family. She was obviously just crushed, but yeah. came back in and did well late in the game. Seventh I mean, it inning. Was a, yep. Yeah. Came back in and did well. Well, and it's, um, it's just a tough spot for you know freshman, and she wasn't expected to throw <laughs> right away once she got to Baylor, but still. Uh, <laughs> by the way, broken arrow fat boy. I love BA fat boy. Very positive and yeah, man. It was like listen to the game. My guys give me grief. What a great time. And then this. Has anybody brought up the fact that the kicking game was horrible? <laughs> <laughs> well, to, you, to be honest, the punt game was not superb. During the spring game, what was it quite impressive? Uh, Julio writes on that last drive. Remember too, Jackson was playing with the ones and yep. looked really good. Um, Zane writes, "I'm pro DG, but the overthrows concern me. Those are misses that can get picked off." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, I don't think Connor nor Josh nor myself are sitting here saying 
you should have any concerns and all is is right, quit being jerks. We're saying, hey, it's okay. You're going to have concerns. Yeah. It's part of it. Uh, two other quick ones here before we break and wrap it up. Uh, 405 writes, most impressive player on the field Saturday was McCullough for me. He's a difference maker. He was all over the field. Yeah, he's Boy, he's, he's legit. I mean, 6'5". He's, he's never been a 6'5". He's really <laughs> tall and athletic on the field. He really stands out. Him and uh, P.J. Adabare around the edge at 6'4". Oh, I mean, yeah. Those are some big dudes, uh, some newcomers that have a chance to play right away. Um, and then Brazilian Sooner writes, I'm not too concerned about that offensive line yet. Let's not forget about Rouse, and they're all not 100% yet. This position, more than any, relies on chemistry, and that will come. Hope you're right. Quick break. More text to put a wrap on this edition of the Plank Show next, right here on The Ref. Two, two major openings here in the media world, Connor. Uh, Don Lemon's been fired by CNN. Oh, man, Eddie's show's not going to be on now. And uh, it looks like Tucker Carlson is leaving Fox News. So if you ever wanted to be, you know, we have our hot take, our hot take sports anchors. If you ever want to get on the news side, there you go, Connor. A couple of Yeah, the political news. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of weird to hear that. <laughs> I know, right? Look at me. Look at me bringing politics in. Yep. Let's talk about Bud Light. Um, Gunny of Stutzman's Army writes, LeBlanc looks like a rather large individual, and Grayson Halton was a guy I loved seeing get two sacks. Hey, the um, the whole idea behind Kip Lewis and what he needs to do to be on the field more? What's up, Grayson Halton? Y'all hit Whataburger. That double meat with cheese. It'll do it in a heartbeat. Um, Brazilian Sooner writes, I felt bad for Jaden Gibson. That's just part of the maturity process. He is still a redshirt freshman. I, I, I know, but it's hard not to be concerned about what it might look like for him going forward. The 918 writes, does OU have a quarterback's coach? Yeah, Jeff Levy. Levy, yep. the offensive uh, coordinator, uh, quarterback's coach. Here's one from Sooner Soldier. Common sense here. Jackson Arnold made throws that Dylan Gabriel can't. When Jackson Arnold had the ones, he looked way better than DG. So by September, Jackson Arnold should be the starter. I would say sooner, Soldier, that's going to be answered with one of my favorite uh, and most unfortunately overused crutch responses. We shall see. Wait till the season starts. <laughs> we, we shall see. Maybe you're able to go back and say, I told you. I told you, um, Kevin writes, the one, two, four, uh, five, four double play was legendary. It's got to be commemorated, commemorated in photos somewhere at the new facility. Uh, that was pretty cool. The attempt at what was a very slow developing squeeze bunt, Starocco throws home, tags the runner out, then Hanson throws it to third. Brito chases the runner back, just a perfect throw to Jennings to tag the runner out. One, two, five, four. Yeah, you don't you don't see that often, when, especially the ball thrown at home with a tag, and you still get the, uh, another play out of it. The old, the girl from the Baylor dugout kind of came back after Kenzie Hansen yeah. too. Oh, let's go. <laughs> um, here's here's the opposite side. Let me give you, this is my favorite show. This is my favorite thing about this show in a three-part play. You ready? Here we go. From the 405, good morning, fellas. 
I personally thought DG looked pretty good, especially playing with that O-line. Sooner Co. Wetzel writes, hot take, Jackson Arnold will push Dylan Gabriel. <laughs> and then from Sugar Shane, I don't think these people doubting DG are serious, right? Oh, oh, oh they're, they're serious, Sugar Shane. They're serious. And, and then here's one more quick one before we uh, put a wrap on our spring ball recap. A hot take, the starting edges will not have a start in an OU uniform. Also, if we had Harrington McCullough at Cheetah last year, there's a certain play against Kansas State and Tech that would have been made with their athleticism. The starting edges will not have a start in an OU uniform. Talk about the one from the previous year. Yeah, I guess maybe you're you're theorizing that you think a freshman and a transfer would be the starters. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think you'll have some rotations for sure around sure. the edge just because you have so many options up there. By the way, we're – Almost three hours in, and I will say, of the things that caught my eye that I can't believe we haven't talked about yet on this show, and maybe it's because he was kind of the, the, the talk of a fall camp last year, and we thought we were going to see a lot more of him and really didn't. Justin Harrington looks like a guy that's going to play some snaps now, a lot of them. And I was really impressed with him and what I got to see. Now, there's a couple of things he missed, but, dude, if I'm a – if I'm Brent Venables, I'm feeling really, really good about that cheetah depth here. In yeah, I think they they both they both look good. It wasn't just McCool. Harrison yeah. did some good things as well. All right, we got to get out of here. Stick around. Coming up next, Steelman and Thune at noon. They were front and center for all of the spring football coverage on Saturday. They'll recap it all over the next three hours right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. We'll see you back tomorrow.